This is The Wealth Puzzle with Michael Mansfield from The Lynn Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Michael provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is The Wealth Puzzle with Michael Mansfield. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning into The Wealth Puzzle. This is Mike Mansfield from The Lynn Group. And as always, we have the phenomenal <laughs> Tana Pennington here to, to keep an even keel to the show. But um, welcome, Tana. Welcome Thank to the you. fun. Thank you. Thank the, you. Uh, so we're, this is actually a funny week. We're actually now every week we always remind everybody that we normally record on Mondays. Mm-hmm. We we give that disclosure as a don't think I'm a knucklehead by the time you listen to this if something has happened in the news and you're like, geez, Mike That's must old. be really out of the loop because he's not talking about this. What's going on? So I I always panically tell people when yes. we're doing this. So actually, we're doing this on a Friday because next week's spring break. And since I'm in middle school, I'm going to take spring break and, and just go to uh, Florida and Lucky. live on the beach. I'm not telling the truth about that, but uh, there was actually Sounds multiple, good. multiple lies in that statement. But uh, in any case, uh, because next week is spring break. I'm hoping to be a little flaky in and out of the office as I do have four small children to try to help my wife entertain. So here we are. But hey, you know what? It's an interesting Friday. I'm excited to record it um, because you know what? I'm a bearer of bad news, Tana. I'm a bad news bearer. We are going to have to talk probably about good economic data. And oftentimes, you know, society has changed a lot in the last since 2008. Mm -hmm. Right. In the last 12 years, it used to be that when it came to economics, remember, I went to college, I took economic classes. Mm -hmm. And the way that it was presented to me was obviously a lie in college, because what they told me in college was, is when you get good economic data, that's good. Mm -hmm. And when you get bad economic data, that's bad. Turns out that's totally wrong. Good economic data is, in fact, bad. Good, bad economic data is, in fact, good. And so we've seen this since 2008 because in, after 2008, the Federal Reserve and the government got involved with playing big brother with uh, society's money. They started doing all right. these fancy things called quantitative easing and operation twist and uh, what kind of, what's the tarf, 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 tarf money. Sorry, that was... You sound like you're parking. Maybe I was. (laughs) Same thing. Um, You know, but they had all of these programs. And I remember as a phenomenon, it was so interesting that every time, you know, in the middle of quantitative easing three or whatever program they were in, that we would get good economic information that would come out and the stock market would go down. Oh, no. We don't want good news because that means that all of the Federal Reserve, Big Brother, easy money policies could come to an end. We like our cheap money. We like our free money. We like it all. Woohoo! We're we've basically addicted, you know, right. investors, companies, society, whoever, to these very favorable money conditions when it comes to lending. Right. And so it's kind of funny because honestly, I feel like lately we're getting back to a very similar phenomenon in many respects. And that is, is people don't love to see good economic data because what does that mean? 
Oh, crud sickles. We're not going to get any more free stimulus checks. Oh, the, the Federal Reserve is going to raise interest rates and I won't be able to get a, a, a 30 year mortgage at at 0.7 percent. Yeah, I mean, like you know, stuff, that, all these things that have been so like unheard of, uh, right. you know, could come to an end if things go well. And I just I don't know. It, it's such a fascinating conundrum to say. People. Don't we want a good, strong economy? This is the United yes. States. This is the powerhouse of the world. Come on. Let's get the party started. Let's get the jobs back in action. So anyways, that was my rant. Anyways, uh, I guess for you know the additional thought, Tana and I are here at the Lynn Group. We do retirement income planning. So for all of our new listeners and or viewers, um, you know, there's a couple ways that you can be getting this information. Obviously, you can be subscribed to our podcast, which is called The Wealth Puzzle. Uh, you can get it on the old Apple phony thingy. I don't know what that's called. Is it just literally called podcasts? I think Apple Podcasts is yes. the app. Maybe I don't know the um uh, or Spotify or Google something. There's a Google version of it too. So you can tell how tech savvy I am based on the last ten seconds. Otherwise, <laughs> okay. good news is oh, phone's ringing. See, I think it was last week your phone rang. Yeah, it did. <clears throat> so I did that intentional. I had someone set up that call. So that way I could right? kind of self-deprecate and say, hey, look, it's okay, Tim. It happens to you too. We're all human. The um, <clears throat> Otherwise, you can be watching our show on YouTube and or Rumble. Those are two different ways to view the show. You get to see us. You get to hear yeah. us. It's very exciting. Yeah, absolutely. And we but appreciate it, your feedback too. So That is true. That is true. It is all criticism, but that's okay. <laughs> no, it's good. Yeah. The um so any case, you know, here yeah. we are. So what do so, you got for us today, Tana? Yeah, so I sent you a couple of articles. Um, yes. the first one I think we should kick off with though is regarding um President Biden's two trillion dollar infrastructure mm. plan that's coming down the pipe. So I think it's really interesting. <laughs> it's something. So two trillion dollars. So there's some funny things going on. So I'll kind of take a bigger picture on that. Right. So you always try to lead me with something, which is nice. And then I take it somewhere else. And then uh, after the show is done, Tana normally, right? so you all know, gives me some kind of general opinion on steerage of the ship. And um, but I'm the captain. It's like the other day I was watching that. Have you seen that new Moby Dick uh, movie with, um, you know, that dude that's the good looking dude that like played Thor? Um, I didn't see it. Talk. Come on. It's like I a didn't. classic. It's based on Moby Dick. But anyways, he's like fighting with the captain and the captain doesn't like him. He's the first mate. And so he, um, the captain just like keeps the sails up and drives right into a storm. And he's like, put him down. You're crazy. And he's like, no, I'm right. So that's kind of what's happening here. <laughs> is, um, <clears throat> anyways, the good news is, is trying to create that weird analogy. I completely forgot what I was going to say. So there's that. Um, so uh, President Biden, absolutely. Uh, last week, they started talking about, or actually, I apologize. Time flies when you're having fun. That was this week. Um, brought up an infrastructure plan. Mm -hmm. Inside of the infrastructure plan, I'll, I'll kind of talk about what the infrastructure plan is. But inside of it, they talked about how they're going to you know, pay for things and do stuff. And um, a lot of it is about raising taxes. In fact, I believe I was reading another article that said these taxes will be the highest tax increase since like 1983. So it's been mm -hmm. a while since we've seen some hefty tax increases. Um, but it's fascinating because there are two things that cannot exist, Hannah, at the same time. We cannot live on a rhetoric that 
The economy is falling apart. In fact, the economy is falling apart so badly that the government needs to jump in and inject money. What did we just pass a couple of weeks ago? Uh, a little stimulus bill, right? Remember the price tag on it? Like gigantic. Yeah, gigantor. So we just passed a $1.9 trillion stimulus bill to inject money directly into the economy, give money directly to people because the world is falling apart. Remember, it has to be falling apart because there's no other reason to do that. We have to say, oh my gosh, everybody needs money right now. Um, You know, coming off of just a month or two ago when we passed almost another trillion dollars, coming off of a COVID thing where in in totality we've spent, you know, five to seven trillion dollars of kind of bailing things out. So step one, the government is saying that the economy is hurting badly. Therefore, we need to continue use taxpayers money and inject it, you know, into it and raise debt and all this stuff and print money and all this stuff. We need to do this. It's it's emergency stimulus, all right? It's like putting duct tape on your gun wound. We we got to do something, man, you know, to get you to the hospital. We're saving the day. Yeah, but the numbers are showing just the opposite of that. That's what's so interesting. Yeah, see, this is what I don't want to hear, Tana. I'm sorry. We don't want good economic data because then the free money stops. Right? Come on. Uh, so, so in one breath, the government is saying things are bad. In fact, mm-hmm. so bad, we need to spend trillions to fix the bad. And then in the second breath, they're going to say we're going to create the largest tax increases mm-hmm. the world has ever seen. That's an exaggeration, but it sounded good when I said it. And so to me, you say, well, wait a second. You're saying we need to put money in the economy right now because it's fragile. But in the same breath, you're saying, oh, by the way, though, we think we should also pull a boatload of money out of the economy. Can those two things really exist together and make a whole lot of sense in the moment? The economy is either fragile or it's not right now. The economy either needs money in it or it doesn't right now. Um if there was a time disparity between it, that would make more sense. For example, if we did the stimulus now saying problem now, and then, you know, let's say, I don't know, in a year or six months, I mean, some little bit of time where you could say, oh my gosh, look, everybody, the stimulus worked. Everything is better. Life is good. So now let's kind of look at some other stuff here. Big picture, right? So I find it fascinating that this stimulus bill is all about raising taxes. For the record, if anybody is bored enough to do the math, you will find that the tax increases they're proposing, even though they're big and robust, and honestly, Tana, we should probably just do a different show on the actual tax increases and how they work. Okay. Because there's probably a lot to talk about there. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you really look at what those tax increases are, you know what's ironic about them? Is they don't hardly dent any of the spending we've been doing. Mm-hmm. And it won't hardly dent the true spending of the new infrastructure bill and the COVID stimulus bills and all of that kind of stuff. So I don't know, you know, uh, this is America. We don't need fiscal responsibility. We can just run our credit cards up and uh, go get a new one. Do the balance. Not a good maybe. idea. I know. I know. Maybe what could happen. Government, maybe they could move all of the debt onto like the credit cards where you get the points. And then they could use oh. the points on their free points to get like the cash redemption to pay down the credit card debts. So that mm. and then they could do zero percent balance transfers. Good idea. So I would advise the government to go to nerdwallet.com <laughs> and find all the best credit cards out there and let's get our $30 trillion oh, debt on those. Great idea. Boom. <laughs> and this I is like why, the reward points because I this always. Is, this is why I'm running for president in 2024, Cash in. if anybody's wondering, <laughs> because of it's these ideas. 
these ideas. Golden. The um okay, so anyway, so you're you're spot on. Biden just proposed a currently two, but they're saying it's gonna be two to four trillion dollar infrastructure okay. bill um to replace roads and bridges and all kinds of things. Fun fact though, the Department of Something. Don't hold me to that. The Department of Something, Something, Something in 2019 did a big giant study and said, actually, our infrastructure is not as bad as we think it is. Hmm. Um, anyways, that was a sidebar. I keep doing that today. I'm like, I'm like fired up. <laughs> you and are. I used, to, I used to be scared to death of the camera here. We should um, do this on Friday. I think like, you're good on Friday. <laughs> oh, maybe that's what it is. I'm like, I'm thinking like Easter, prime rib. Yeah. You know, Little time off. Eggs, Easter egg hunts. I'm, life is good right now. Anyways, so what does the proposal have? So let's see here. We got 621 billion Mm -hmm. in transportation infrastructure, such as bridges, roads, public transit, ports, airports, Mm -hmm. and electric vehicle development. Okay. That's weird. I thought it was a $2 trillion infrastructure bill. That's only 600 billion. Well, no, there's like several other items in there. Tana. Tana infrastructure bill. Oh, okay. This is the, this is like the, like the, the, the confusing isms, right? But what about the 300 billion in building and retrofitting affordable housing and upgrading Mm -hmm. schools and you got 300 billion for drinking water. I think that's all in like, what was that movie? Um, What was it called? We just watched it. It was actually really good. Dark water. Is that what it's called? Dark water. Kind of got the, it was, it was, a, it was about Teflon. You I know, that stuff it. we cook on. Do we not cook on Teflon anymore? Like the, like it's, it's incredible nonstick pans, but I guess it, they it might not be healthy. They kill you. <laughs> the, um, the, uh, anyways, 400 billion for elderly people. Mm, let's see. 580 billion for manufacturing research and development mm-hmm. and job training. So there's all these different things, but it, it, at least it's a little more stimulus or excuse me, infrastructure esque than mm-hmm. the stimulus bill. Remember when we went through the stimulus bill like a month ago and hardly and any of it like had to do with COVID percent of it is actually for COVID. Right. <laughs> You're like, what? <sighs> so now spending money. Remember we talk about the, the long game and the short game, right? The, in the long game, Fiscal responsibility, at least to me, is important, right? National debts are important, obligations, things that we have. I mean, think about your own credit cards getting ran up. So that's all a problem, you know, leads to inflation. It leads to a lot of things. In the short game, though, if the government wants to spend money, all they're doing is is basically stimulating the stock market. They're stimulating the economy. You keep flooding all this money out of there. You think about small cap companies, national companies. Somebody has to do all this road work. Somebody has to build these bridges. Somebody has to provide the steel, um, you know, and the screws and all of the stuff. And so all of this money flooding into the economy should inherently conceptually be good for the stock market, for the industrials. Um, right. It's a double-edged sword, right? You know, if you want to be the shallow investor, Hey man, hot diggity dog, let the government just keep flooding the money in there. They're saying that the U S manufacturing sector is at its all time high. (laughs) Yeah. Isn't that, isn't that wild? Yeah. Wild. So, you know, what's funny was when you go back pre COVID, one of the criticisms of the Trump administration is they said that, oh, yeah, the economy's growing, but uh, manufacturing's in a recession. And 
and it was in the middle. It was from like 2017 to 2018. There was a small recession inside of manufacturing. Manufacturing is important because it makes up almost one third of our national GDP. And then all of a sudden in 2019, um, by like February or something, it had exited the recession, was actually starting to boom on all cylinders. And then what happened? Yeah. Anybody remember? The COVID. Yeah. You know, so all of a sudden the whole economy fell apart, which was a shame because manufacturing was starting to rock and roll and then it fell apart. So just like Tana said, you know, I made little, uh, little pop-ups. Watch this. Look at that. You see the pop-up on the nice. screen? Nice. I love it. Boom. Look at that. Good job. U.S. manufacturer races to 37 year high in March. Mm-hmm. Highest since the 80s. Uh, but basically what we follow is we follow the ISM in- index, which is the Institute for Supply Management. Mm-hmm. They have this index. Um, if it reads above a 50 indicator, then that means the manufacturing is expanding. It came in at almost a 65, which is like massive. Boom. So people are out manufacturing stuff. They're making things. Factories are working. That's why we're seeing like the cost of goods going up. Right. I mean, I think I talked about a while yeah. back. I went and bought a two by four at Lowe's to build something in my backyard for my kids and a stinking two by four was seven bucks. Yeah. Almost fell over. The, um, I actually keep two by fours in my wallet now to pay people because they're, they're worth so much. The, um, <laughs> <laughs> that was, a, that was a low. We just hit, we just hit a low. <laughs> you know, I wonder with my clients that listen to this, you know, versus come to my office and, and see me in the conference room and talking to them. I wonder how much of a disparity there is. Right? Like if they're starting to wonder if I have a, a split personality or something. I swear it's all me. I'm, uh, I'm, awesome. I'm, all, I'm all in there somewhere. The, um, but anyways, like you're right, Tana, this manufacturing is, is phenomenal. But once again, it, it plays against, some of the rhetoric. I mean, you have manufacturing just off the chains. It's doing fantastic all of a sudden right now. It, it's finally, you know, this this continuation from pre-COVID in, in 2020. Mm-hmm. And um, oh, I apologize. Actually, I had I said my mathematical dates wrong. In 2019, manufacturing entered or exited the recession, and it was like that till 2020 when COVID hit, and then it all fell apart. So I think I was off on my dating. So someone is probably taking notes and ready to send me a mean email. <laughs> no. Um, so it came back to me, right? Uh, you know, you got to be able to correct yourself in life. So I was wrong. There. It's all good. Well, obviously that's strong. You then play into this, uh, you know, like you're saying this, this infrastructure bill and things like that, that's only going to help maintain the manufacturing, right? Someone's got to be making all this stuff yeah. that they're talking about putting out there. And, you know, one of the pushes of the administration is to try to make sure that a lot of stuff is U.S. purchased and U.S. based, and which is right. a positive, right? Mm-hmm. You know, remember America first policy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, <laughs> we're not supposed to like that anymore. The um, all right, so that's good enough. But to that point, once again, was was so thrilled to see this. But yeah, more. What but else the, you got for us? The other um really important thing that's shaken up is the jobs. Unemployment rate is so low; it's fantastic. Lots of companies are hiring again. Businesses are getting to be, you know, um, in their full normal activity. I think the the statistic is about ninety four percent activity level since that's the huge. yeah huge. Yeah. <clears throat> well, and that's what's funny. So in March, there was almost a million jobs added to payroll, mm-hmm. and so what's happening is is the vaccines are allowing states to normalize yeah. to 
lessen restrictions. And so you're seeing these huge swaths of increase in like hospitality and leisure jobs coming back. Construction is still very active. So you had almost a million jobs come back in action. So, you know, Tana, you brought up unemployment. Unemployment has consistently been declining. I don't even remember what it hit. Um, You know, last April, it was something crazy, like 13 or 14 percent. I mean, it, it skyrocketed straight up when they shut the whole world down. Right. And, you know, at the time they said it would get to 20, it never did get to 20%. And then it, it slowly has been falling. But with this last jobs report, mm-hmm. it declined to 6%. Yeah. It's, now it's still high. I mean, you go back a year ago when we were a hot dog doing well, we were at like three and a half percent unemployment. So it's getting there. But you know what the estimate was for March for jobs created? Hmm. Any guesses? Any guesses? I'm trying to think. Mm. Starts with a six. Oh, about six hundred and seventy-five thousand. I can see you reading something. That's no, something. I'm, I'm, I'm just looking yeah, at you. Like, I'm looking at you. You looking at me? Like, was it on my forehead? <laughs> yes. So estimates for March where they were thinking there'd be six hundred and seventy-five thousand jobs created, and there yeah. was almost a million. Blew the numbers out of the water, right? And yeah. then on top of it, to make it even better, uh, I, I've never understood this conundrum, but there, there's always revisions to, to government data being released. Um, you know, they always revise, well, it turns out fourth quarter GDP was actually this, or, the, you know, so they're always tweaking things. They increased the job total numbers from January and February, $156,000 mm-hmm. to uh, jobs, uh, 156,000 jobs. So, between this month and the revisions there, over a million jobs added to payroll here very recently. Unemployment is falling. Things are getting better. Once again, I was kind of joking and just in the beginning of the show, though, is the irony, though, is I feel like it's going to be harder and harder for the government to come up with excuses on why they need to be mm-hmm. passing um, unemployment money kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Or it's not. I apologize. Stimulus money. Um, we don't have the money to spend. I feel there are very specific people that are hurting greatly here. You know, if you right. were working in a restaurant, if you were working in a hotel, if you were in these sectors, entertainment business, yeah, you haven't bounced back as quickly as everybody else. And I think that's part of my big frustration is let's right. find ways to stimulate and help those specific yes. individuals. I totally agree. Of this mass blanketing. You know, you guys gave Tana like 5,600 bucks <laughs> in stimulus last week. She didn't need it. She just hit me up for a raise. What what the hell's going on? (laughs) You know what we should do? Here's a a fun thought. That money's tax-free. What we should do is figure out what you make, and we should adjust your pay down so that way the stimulus checks fill in the gap. And then then it's kind of like you're stimulating my business. (laughs) I don't know. I haven't even received it, actually. Have you? (laughs) 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 Yes. Yes. Lots of stimulus checks over here. The, um, I, I get them, but I, I, I buy so much Bitcoin so quickly with them that it's, you know, it's you do not. And you I, do but it was not. funny that when the stimulus was released, they said that they thought almost 10% of it could go towards Bitcoin purchasing, oh, which dear. then speaks to, wow. Yeah. People really needed it. No, they really needed it. Uh, let's see here. What else is in the, let's see another. <laughs> so the labor force participation went up nearly 7.9 fewer Americans counted on employment in February, 2020. So now things have improved quite mm-hmm. a bit. Um, still problems, still improving, but these are all fantastic positives. Sorry. I'm kind of like slow talking. Cause I was going to that, um, 
the, the that little blog portfolio to see. You know what's funny is um <laughs> I you know we follow this high frequency data. I sometimes pop it up on the screen for you guys. And one of the things that they have is they do box office receipts. So how many people mm-hmm. are going to the movies kind of a thing. Yes. And so it's they they have year over year, month over month, uh, week over week on how things are improving. So week over week it's up a lot. It's up 30%. Month over month it's up 133%. So locally it's improving but what's funny is year over year it used to be down catastrophically right it used to be down like 99.9 percent because you know people used to go to the movies and then they turned it off and now nobody goes and the theaters aren't open but since we've since since the year has moved past the whole initial shutdown you know so it's that's kind of fallen off the chart kind of a thing now it's saying year over year box office receipts are up four hundred thousand percent yeah (laughs) Wow. That's because nobody went. Exactly. To everybody. Last year. And now compared to last year, (laughs) you got a 400,000% return on box office receipts. It's just, it's just pretty funny looking. The same thing is happening at TSA checkpoints, even though Mm. you're, even though really it's still down. Yeah. From this point last year to now it's up 700%. Um, (laughs) Jeez. Yeah, my son came into town for Easter and he said his flight was full and it was like a super early morning. Yeah, it was a super early morning flight. He didn't expect it to be full, but but they had to wear masks and all that, I think. right? Yeah, yeah. Wipes and they really, they really, you know, definitely. But we are walking around in Texas. um, No masks wherever we go. Kids are wearing them at school, which is good. Um, But we're able to walk in and out of a store without having to worry about him at this time good. so you're, you're, it's good. good yeah well you know things are normal you know it's a fun fact though um i was reading that texas just showed the lowest seven day average since the yes. beginning of covid yes which, which plays to some obviously some strong you know eyebrow raising of yeah we're not wearing and masks. masks and all this stuff is and our kids are in school how come your numbers are so low um Science. Anyways, that has nothing to do with retirement income planning. <laughs> Sorry. And I think people have criticized us for getting too far off topic, <laughs> which is so funny because I was about to click on the CDC COVID data and see how it looked and talk about it. But <laughs> maybe it's better that I don't. The um, the um, one of the fun facts, though, that we touched on last week that seems to be constantly evolving. And I just want to throw it out there for people to be conscious about is is that required minimum distribution age. Mm-hmm. So remember, if you have 401ks, IRAs, 457s, mm-hmm. 403bs, these pre-tax accounts, they really are making a push to change the required minimum distribution age to probably be 75 instead of mm-hmm. currently 72. So I just thought I'd toss that out as a seed because these things it's like sensory overload. I keep reading about this stuff. It's interesting. We'll see how it evolves. Um, stock market certainly booming this week. The down, the S&P hitting all-time highs. The NASDAQ still underperforming. So one of those things to be conscious about, why you should talk to me and Tana about your investments and stuff, is you have to be conscious about sector rotation. Mm-hmm. I had someone come in yesterday, literally yesterday, and they were telling me about a funds in their 401k. And I said, well, how do you pick the best fund? They're like, well, I just look and whichever one did the best last year is the one I pick. And I thought, God, that is so interesting as a thought process, because in the world of investing, the worst becomes the best and the best become the worst. For example, last year, the worst two performing sectors in the S&P 500 were energy and financials. And, and the best performing sector was technology. 
right? Mm-hmm. Everyone's locked down and on mm-hmm. Zoom. Woohoo. Yep. Okay. Fun fact 2021. Tana, what would you think is the best performing sector in 2021? It's either energy or financials. Go. <laughs> Go. Nothing. Um, on, energy. I, yeah, I was going to say energy. energy. Yeah. You should say that because when last time I was in Texas last year, I paid a buck sixty for gas, and <laughs> I just noticed the nice, other day huh? that the, the cheap stuff here is like four oh two or something. So energy has come up a lot. So it's ironic that it was the worst sector last year. Now it's the best sector mm-hmm. this year. And so to that person's methodology of picking stocks, if he looked and said, "Oh my gosh, the the technology fund last year was the best. I'm buying technology." Well, what happens is technology is one of the lowest performing sectors this year, whereas financials and energy are the top two. And that's a very tough way to play the game, you know, is is just going off of hindsight. You have to look at the tea leaves of what's happening now, economic data that you have in front of you now, the things that Tana and I are talking about, manufacturing and jobs numbers and GDP. All of these things are so relevant to your individual retirement plan. And just remember, If you have time horizon, you take equity exposure. It's okay to be in the stock Mm -hmm. market if you have time on the money. Uh, In many respects, I think Tana, you and I were just talking the other day about how for a lot of people, there's more risk in their portfolio on their bonds than even their stocks at this point. Mm -hmm. Interest rate risk is overwhelming. These are all things that you guys need to be conscious about. So I tried to take the last two minutes. Now, Now for clarity for everyone who's listening, I told Tana, hey, can we record on Friday? I promise I'll keep it short. And here we are not keeping it short. And so now I just wanted to kind of put a little cute, little fluffy, like one minute on the back of something that sounded like responsible financial planning stuff. It was great. Was it? it was oh, thank great. you. I, I, I do what I can. I do what I can. The, um, well, Tana, I hope you have a wonderful Easter. Thank with you. The children you visiting. You say hi to your husband who is suffering from giantism <laughs> disease for me. And, um, I'm not joking, people. He's like seven three or something. He's not I, I, seven three. Well, that's not true. He's six. Every six. door at Tana's house has a round cutout in the middle of the top of it, and he still has to bend down. It's, that was a great incredible. visual. He 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 drives an F two fifty truck. He does, and it looks like a Barbie car. <laughs> he actually had to take the the roof off it. He did not. Incredible. Now. If only he had played in the NBA, things would be different right? for Tana right now. Yeah, he doesn't do basketball. The um, I don't either. I my my eleven year old was really disappointed. Our neighbors have like one of those little court uh, hoops in the street. <laughs> like the other day, I tried to shoot, and you could see she's just like she's shaking dying. her head like this. What, what she's all embarrassed of her pop. What are you? Anyways. Oh man. Anyways, everybody, we hope you have a wonderful you know holiday here yes. over the weekend. Um. We'll be back a week after that, more or less. Mm -hmm. And um, we appreciate all of our listeners, all of our viewers. Um, So please don't hesitate to call us, 805-500-7035. You can schedule a complimentary financial consultation, Mm -hmm. figure out your retirement income plans. Let's get your stuff dialed in. Visit our main website, thelindgroup.com. Lind is L-Y-N-D. Other than that, I hope everybody has a wonderful uh, weekend, like I said, and we'll be back soon. Thank you for listening to The Wealth Puzzle. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Michael Mansfield at The Lind Group. Call 805-500-7035 or visit them online at thelindgroup.com. 
All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by the Lynn Group Advisors LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of California. Insurance products and services are offered through the Lynn Group LLC. The Lynn Group LLC and the Lynn Group Advisors LLC are not affiliated companies. Lynn Group LLC, the Lynn Group Advisors LLC, and Michael Mansfield are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency.